Hey, what's going on everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of Revelation Communication. We are on our 88th episode since I started this podcast uh, all the way back in 2020. Uh, We are on season three, episode 20 actually of the year 2022. Super excited to, uh, to be here today and thank you so much for watching, listening, tuning in, however it is that you're receiving this right now. Thank you. Uh, so very much for your continued support. Listen, I have a, a verse for y'all out of Second uh, Chronicles chapter 12. And verse 14 says this. It says, And he did evil because he prepared not his heart to seek the Lord. You know, for, for context, what I want to do is I actually want to back up to um, 2 Chronicles chapter 10. So King Solomon has died, and now his son um, Rehoboam is reigning in Jerusalem. And so a, a guy named Jeroboam, um, who would be king in Israel, comes up out of hiding. Um, he asks Rehoboam to ease the burdens of the people, um, and instead of easing them, Um, through the counsel of his friends instead of the counsel of the men that stood with his father Solomon, who, by the way, happened to be one of the wisest men to ever live. He says in 2 Chronicles verse 10, For whereas my father put a yoke upon you, I will put more to your yoke. My father chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. And so Jeroboam goes to Rehoboam and says, listen, can you lighten the load a little bit off the off the people, ease our burdens a little bit that your father put on us? And instead of easing the burdens, Rehoboam went and basically doubled their burdens and, and put even more yoke on them, chasing them even worse than they had already been chasing under his dad, King Solomon. Now in verse 15. We know that the Lord allowed this for a reason. So if you were to look at 2 Chronicles 10 verse 15, there was a reason why the Lord allowed this um, heavier burden to be placed amongst the Israelites. But so, you know, while in Jerusalem, though, um, he reestablished the office of, of the priest. You know, all the priests had fled Israel that didn't want to serve under Jeroboam. He builds up the cities, you know, in and around Jerusalem. You know, Jer- uh, uh, Rehoboam builds up the military. All the while, Jeroboam in Israel, or the rest of Israel outside of Judah and outside of Benjamin, you know, they're worshiping devils, they're worshiping Moloch, they're worshiping molted calves, graven images, the whole nine yards. But here's where things change for Rehoboam. You got to go to chapter 11 and verse 23. It's the last verse of chapter 23 and the very last sentence of that verse tells us how he messed up. He says, and he, speaking of Rehoboam, desired many wives. Now, sadly, the wisest man on earth at that time loved his ladies as well. All 700 of his wives, as a matter of fact, and all 300 of his concubines. Listen, there's a reason why As I always introduce myself as Solomon, people who reference, oh, like Solomon from the Bible, I always say this, I'm not as wise and I don't have as many wives. As a matter of fact, I only have one wife, um, while Solomon had a thousand, uh, uh, 700 wives and 300 concubines. That's a lot of ladies. The the problem with Solomon, and, and, and we'll learn that this is the same problem that Rehoboam fell into, 
is that he joined himself to many women who worshipped false gods, who uh, worshipped pagan gods, and 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 these women that Solomon was was enjoining himself to becoming one with, because you know when when you have a relationship with a woman, if when when you have sex, when there's intimacy there, the the two become one, and and enjoining himself with these with these women, with these women that, that again were worshiping false gods and false idols, um, he gave into many of the practices that these women were doing of bowing down to these gods and and bowing down to these idols and and, and what that did to king solomon was it really robbed his heart from god you know you, you can go through the proverbs you can go through the book of ecclesiastes and read what it did to him he wrote many of those verses down i believe from personal experience and not just wisdom again he's wise and i don't want to take away the wisdom of solomon he was very wise god gave him that wisdom but i believe that a lot of the proverbs that he wrote especially about women um and and even into ecclesiastes as he's discussing really just everything being vanity um was written from a position of experience and and in in his older age what he experienced you know walking away from the lord because again he enjoined himself to these women and to these people that took his heart away you know from the lord and sadly even though his own son Rehoboam most likely saw his father fall victim to joining himself together with these women and 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 he witnessed his father go down these paths that eventually took him down and took him away from his walk with the Lord Rehoboam did not learn from his dad's experience and his dad's failures and followed him down those same paths of destruction because of his desire for women you know i i know for for me personally and and, and some of you know my testimony some of you don't uh, you know i'm not going to share a whole lot right now but what i want to do say is this um i have said and i used to say before my father passed away that i would never be the things that i hated in my father I said to myself, I will never do the things that I saw my dad do that caused nothing but hate, nothing but hurt, nothing but trials and tribulations and suffering and and really burdens that 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 caused, you know, my mom and us kids um you know to deal with because of my dad's actions and because of what he did. I, I swore that I would never do any of that stuff. Well, you know what? I ended up doing exactly what I hated seeing my father do. And again, I'm not I'm not going to go into details, but but folks, the apple certainly doesn't fall far from the tree. Let, let me just say that. You know, but as Jeremiah wrote, it is of the Lord's mercies that I am not consumed. You know, I take that verse personal. You know, I believe the the interpretation is it is of the Lord's mercies that we um, are, are not consumed. It may say I, and I stand corrected in there if it does, but but I take that personally. It is literally, folks, of the Lord's mercies that I am not consumed. And it was of the Lord's mercies that my father um, was not consumed. And But so, you know, Rehoboam, you know, he desires the wives. He desires the ladies, right? Just like his daddy did. And as you begin chapter 12 of Second Chronicles, 
it says right off the bat that he forsook the law of the Lord and all Israel with him. And as a result of him forsaking the Lord, God sent this dude named Shishak from Egypt to fight against him, right? So, so Rehoboam, at some point, he realizes that he's done messed up. You know, again, he forsook the commandments of the Lord. He forsook the law of the Lord. All of Israel did the same thing that he did. So God sends, you know, God sends somebody to persecute him. And Rehoboam, he, he wakes up a little bit and he realizes that he messed up and and he does humble himself. The scripture says, you know, in Second Chronicles 12, that he does humble himself, you know, before the Lord. And, 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 and the Lord sees that. The Lord acknowledges that, you know. But the Lord still had to punish him and, and still had to punish Israel for the disobedience. But then, again, you, you get to our text. You get to verse 14 of, of, of Second Chronicles chapter 12. And, and again, it says, And he did evil because he prepared not his heart to seek the Lord. So, you know, there's a quick crash course. I say quick, it was probably like eight or nine minutes, but but there's a quick crash course history lesson of Rehoboam. And there's so much more on Rehoboam um, as you study the Bible. Um, but, but really what it did for me and what I hope it does for you is this. Begs the question, why do people do evil? And, and I believe that our text answers that question. You see, for a moment there, we see that Rehoboam, he actually was doing the right thing. We see him walking with the Lord. We see him obeying the Lord. But then all of a sudden, things change. What changed? Well, he stopped preparing his heart for the Lord. He stopped preparing his heart for the Lord, which I believe was a direct reflection of his relationship that he was having with all these women, the same thing that happened to his dad. But if, if you want an answer to why people are evil, here it is. They either stopped or have never prepared their hearts for the Lord. And if, as Jeremiah says, the heart is deceitfully wicked, and it, and, excuse me, it says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, then it's incumbent upon us to, I believe, prepare our hearts for the Lord. Uh, again, if the heart is deceitful above all things, if the heart is desperately wicked, then it behooves us to daily, continually, if it requires minute by minute, hour by hour, to prepare our hearts for the Lord. Otherwise, what's going to happen? They will remain deceitful. They will remain desperately wicked. You see, we are born with this deceitful heart. We are born in our sin nature with a heart that is desperately wicked. And that is why we are instructed to prepare our hearts for the Lord. And so the question is, what can we do to prepare our hearts to seek the Lord? Well, the first thing, and I believe this to be the most important thing that we need to do to prepare our hearts to seek the Lord, is we must humble ourselves before the Lord. We have to go before the Lord with humility, with meekness, with, with, with humbleness, and humble ourselves before the Lord. All throughout history, all throughout the scriptures, when men humbled themselves before the Lord, the Lord moved in the hearts of men. 
We cannot go to the Lord or present ourselves before the Lord with any pride, with any self-righteousness, or anything that would get in the way of recognizing the omnipotence of God, recognizing the almightiness of God, and recognizing that before a God that is high and lifted up, we are nothing but filthy rags. We have to humble ourselves before the Lord. And when we humble ourselves, the next thing that I believe we need to do in preparation to seek the Lord is we need to pray. Billy Graham once said that that prayer should not merely be an act, but an attitude of life. Prayer can't just be an act. When we pray, it's it's not a check mark uh, off the box of things to do in our walk with the Lord. It's not one of those things that, okay, I'll, I'll do it because I have to do it. I'll do it to get it out of the way. I'll do it because that's what the Bible says. It needs to be an actual attitude of life. Prayer needs to be a way of life for you and I, for the believer. Why? Because prayer changes things. And when you need things changed in your life, there's only one position that can bring about that change. And that is on our knees praying to God. If if you want your heart prepared to seek the Lord, pray. David prayed for the Lord to create in him a clean heart and to renew within him a right spirit. Pray, asking God to give you a heart of flesh and to take away the stony heart. Pray, asking God to to sync his heart with yours, to, to place your heart in harmony with his. Pray, asking God to give you his heart. Lord, give me your heart that I may know it. And listen, if I say too much about how important prayer is in preparing our hearts Folks, I haven't said enough. You know, another key to to preparation is, is reading, studying, and knowing God's word. You know, there's so many stories and and examples of life, uh, of circumstances in the scriptures that we can glean from to prepare our hearts for the Lord. You know, the same God that, that led the Israelites through the wilderness is the same God that can lead you through your wilderness season. The the same God that strengthened David to slay the giant named Goliath is the same God that can slay your giant. The, The same God that gave wisdom to King Solomon is the same God that will give you wisdom when you ask. The same God that that led Israel out of Babylonian captivity is the same God that can and will lead you out of whatever is holding you captive today. You know, the same God that gave Peter and and the other 11 disciples and Paul and, and the multitude of saints since then the courage to stand up and to preach the gospel and to share their faith and to speak the truth is the same God that will give you the courage to stand up to share and to speak today. But your your hearts and your minds need to be prepared through the word of God in knowing these situations and knowing these stories so that you can know them and apply them to your own personal lives. Again, the Bible gives us these stories and these examples and a multitude of promises, by the way, so that our hearts can be prepared for the Lord. Edwin Lewis Cole once wrote that preparation is the key to success. Ask any athlete what's the key to success. I'm pretty confident that 99.9% of them would say preparation. 
You've got to prepare to be an Olympic sprinter. You've got to prepare to be a baseball player. If they don't do tens of thousands, they do hundreds of thousands, if not millions of, of swings of a bat throughout their career as a baseball player. You ask a football player, what's the key to success? It's preparation. Folks, if you desire a successful walk with the Lord, preparation is key. We clearly see what happens from our text when we don't prepare. Rehoboam is, is, is an example of that. But we also see what happens throughout the scriptures when we do prepare. Preparation is the key to success, ladies and gentlemen. Be prepared today to seek the Lord. Prepare through humbling yourselves. Prepare through prayer and prepare prepare through his word. Before I let you go, there are a few reminders I do want to share with you. We are on our final week of going through our midweek Bible study called Avoiding Confusion. We're going to end that chapter, that book uh, this Wednesday. But looking forward next Wednesday, folks, put it on your calendars. Next Wednesday, which I believe is going to be the 18th or so, um, we're going to start a new series, a new study, um, looking at the um, parables that Jesus spoke and, and teached and preached in the gospel. So very excited to do an in-depth study on the parables of Jesus on Wednesday nights, beginning on Wednesday, the 18th of May. Also, don't forget our Sunday morning worship service takes place at 10 a.m. Our series, The Sermon on the Mount, is such a phenomenal series. Um, you know, I've, I've done just a handful thus far, uh, but this one is, is turning out to be one of my favorites that I've done. And, and just want to invite you and encourage you to come join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. Also, this Sunday, the uh, the 15th, we're going to head out to uh, Miles Park for our Miles Park prayer ministry and, and hopefully uh, be able to minister to some people out there and, and pray with some people out there. Uh, don't forget also on Thursday, Revelation Communication Current Events is going to go out. To say that there's a couple of the current events going on right now would be an understatement, so a lot to share. Hey, listen, you can find all the links to our podcast, sermons, Bible studies, as well as the links to our social media pages by heading on over to our website, www.revchurchcv.com. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, now is the time to know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And if you don't, and you want to receive him as such, or you just want more information on what you can do, or even if I can just pray for you, would you please head back on over to our website again, www.revchurchcv.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom. You're going to find my contact information there, um, or you can just leave me a message. I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to speak with you about that. Hey, thank you so much for listening. I'm Solomon Stewart with Revelation Communication. Bye.